Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only them diehard Brewer fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I'm Tyler, aka T Plush, your host for the evening, and it can be found on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. And as always, I am joined with good buddy Trevor Sunshine, who can be found on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And this is going to be a very bipolar start to the podcast because the Brewers have won seven in a row. We're all super ecstatic. And then we remember that we lost Christian Yelch for the season. Uh, so, I know, it's depressing. I don't know quite what to think yet. But he was given the timetable. Uh, David Stearns confirmed today of eight to ten weeks. Will not need surgery. Uh, there should be no lingering long-term effects. Um, but per any major injury, Christian Yelch is going to seek a second opinion. I think that's just standard procedure um, when you go through something traumatic like this. But, man, Trevor, let's start on the downs here. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, Christian Yelich injury and what it means uh, for the Brewers going forward? Um, <laughs> well, it's definitely not good. Um I was super high on this team getting hot, and I thought they could make a run up until that point where Yelich got injured, and there's people, including you, on Twitter telling me, oh, they're still winning games, oh, look at they beat the Marlins, oh, great, they beat the third worst team in the league and the worst team in the NL. Congratulations. And... Might I add, they were barely beating this team the entire series outside of the one game Christian Yelich was playing in. So I am not too optimistic here. Even in a seven-game win streak, I am not overly optimistic because this team couldn't do it with Christian Yelich in the lineup. So what makes you think that they can actually get hot for 20 games or so? Because that's what... With the seven they just won, they have to stay hot for the next, what is it, 16 games? 17. 17? Yeah. Like, I just, uh, I don't see how they can do that many games in a row and be good without an MVP. Like, you can't lose an MVP and just get better than what you were all season. I just don't see how it's going to happen. Well, I don't, yeah, they obviously can't get better. Um, but we talked on our last podcast. You said the Brewers need to sweep the Marlins and win the series against the Cardinals, and you'd be on the bandwagon. And obviously they're, they're still in line. They could do that very well. Um, but let's say 
let's just say, for example, here that the Christian Yelich injury never happened, um, but all these Brewer scores that happen against Marlins, they stay exactly the same. Um, would you still be as doubtful in that regard because they're still just barely beating the Marlins, or is it just the fact they're not going to have Christian Yelich uh, ahead that makes you hesitant? They don't have their MVP. It's that simple. Their best player on their team is gone. Moose is a great player. Keston here has been great. You know, Trent Grisham has been very good. Yasmani Grandal has been very good of late. But I, I don't think it matters with Christian Yelich not being in the lineup because he is that phenomenal of a player. He, I, I feel like if he would have had a good September, he would have won back-to-back MVPs. So I just don't know how you replace that and how you go from basically you have to win every series here on out. And I know the schedule is favorable outside of this next series, but I I am just not seeing it. And even if they do sneak into the playoffs, they're not going to make a run. And I know Yelich was bad in the postseason last year, but this team is not as good um, as they were last year, mainly because they lost the strength that they had in the bullpen. They lost that this year. They don't have anything like that, um, even though Brent Suter is pitching extremely well. But they could go to how many different guys last year? Brandon Woodruff was coming out of the pen. Corbin Burns was pitching well. Jeremy Jeffers was pitching well. We had Knable, and he was pitching well at the time. Hader was Hader. Like, you could go to five or six guys and feel confident. Who can you go to and feel confident this year? Suter and Hader? Well, I just, I am just not seeing how this team is going to be able to make a run to make the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs. I just don't see it. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple different things. I think losing your MVP obviously sucks. You're not going to be able to get anyone to contribute like he did. But I think baseball is a different team sport. Um, you look at, take like football, when the Packers, we've lost Aaron Rodgers the last couple of seasons. We have to completely change the way that we play in order to combat that. The Brewers don't have to do that. It's September, so we already have expanded rosters. So we see uh, short leashes on our starting pitchers, and we're able to utilize bullpen arms more often, which, yeah, the bullpen hasn't been as good, but getting down into the nitty-gritty, we've had Lots of guys who have had experience in clutch games and late-game situations who have had success and failures this year. So you're not just leaning on a couple guys. I mean, you're just hoping that one of the guys that you throw out there is going to be hot and get the job done that day. I mean, take Drew Pomeranz. I mean, since coming over, I think I saw the stat, he has 30 strikeouts in 18 over his last 18 innings. I mean, the Brewers went to Freddie Peralta late in the game today. He's been up and down all year. The Brewers have gone to Junior Guerra, Matt Elbers in clutch situations all year. So they're not putting guys out there who haven't necessarily been in that spot. They've been doing it all year. And yeah, it's not the flashy numbers you wanted last or like there was last year. Um, but these guys know how to get it done. Um, is kind of my point going forward, and the Brewers don't necessarily have to change a whole lot. Uh, really, on offense, you're just going to hope a couple guys 
get hot. Obviously, we saw Moose on his birthday with two homers um, get hot in that regard. Ryan Braun picked up the slack today with a two-run blast. That was the deciding factor. Um, the Trent Grisham had his five-hit game in game one. Um, and then hopefully, you know, Kesson here is working his way back. He's running around the bases, um, but still not really able to get up to top speed yet. So he might be able to pinch hit if needed. But, I mean, really, it's just, yeah, it's not the most ideal situation. But I think given the strength of the schedule and where we are in September, it works to our advantage that we can use all these guys in many different ways to make a push for the playoffs. And, yeah, then once the playoffs start, it gets a little bit trickier. But I think we're actually set up pretty well to make this final push. Uh, I don't know. I just, like, the thing you said about the bullpen, that those guys have done it. Yes, but you could give the ball to six different guys last year and know in a lot better certainty that they were going to be able to get the job done. This year, Freddie Peralta, Matt Albers, um, Alex Claudio, any of those guys, basically anyone that you mentioned, um, it's like flip of the coin if they're going to be able to get the job done. Now, Drew Pomeranz has been good in a Brewers uniform, um, but he was not before he got here, and we'll see if he's able to keep it up. Um, right now, he's like my number three most trusted bullpen arm, um, and that's something that kind of scares me saying, but I just I just don't see how it can happen with, with um, yeah, this bullpen like and oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Go ahead. I say obviously, like a good bullpen. If we had that bullpen from last year, it would make you feel a lot more. I don't want to say confident, but reassured once you once your MVP goes down. Um, but let's let's take our foe this weekend. Uh, the Cardinals, for example, they have if not the first best, like the second best bullpen in the National League for sure, I guess how many more wins they have than the Brewers? Only four wins. I mean, granted, you're talking two different uh, makeups of teams and the Cardinals don't have an offense, but, I mean, that's where the Brewers can make up for it. I mean, we weren't just relying on Christian Yelich to, you know, carry this team on offense. Granted, yeah, he he was doing it for the most part, but... I mean, look at Yasmani Grandal. He reached uh, the 95 walk mark the other day, so he's setting the table. Um, Lorenzo Cain is making lots of good contacts, so he's starting to return to form. Um, And then Trent Grisham's obviously in line to benefit the most from Yelich going down, and he's been fantastic, as you mentioned earlier. So, yeah, the bullpen's not good, but I think the offense is better than what it was last year and that's that's the difference and where we're gonna kind of combat the lack of bullpen a little bit and I mean that's why Stearns went out in the offseason and picked up two big sluggers I mean so that way hopefully the bullpen wouldn't have to be relied upon as much um, or be as dominant because it's hard to repeat your dominance in back-to-back years in just about any sport Um, so one thing I want to bring up um, 
you're bringing up this sweep of the Marlins, which I think is ridiculous. But let's just compare um, you talking about how good the offense was in that series. So they're going up against a pitching staff that through 2019 is 51-94. and That's a 35% win percentage. And a 4.77 ERA. The pitching staff that you're going to have to compete with to get to the wild card, getting beat the Cardinals for the division, you know, maybe compete against them in the postseason if they somehow get there. This team, 81 and 64, 50, almost 56% win percentage in a 3.8 ERA. That is miles different. So, okay, if they go out and compete and play well against the Cardinals, I might have a little bit more confidence, but it's still not going to be like to a point of if we swept the Marlins and we took two of three or three of three from the Cardinals in this series with Christian Yelich, I would have been like, yes, they're making the playoffs. But without Christian Yelich, I I just don't know if they can do it that long. I just... Someone's going to have to step up and stay stepped up in Moose and Grandal's case, but I just don't know if they're capable of it because they haven't proven it all year. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Moose kind of has... For the most part, granted, he has been injured for a lot of the last month. Um, but it's, it's kind of refreshing, I guess, for him because he's coming out and it probably feels like spring training for him, <laughs> in all honesty, because he doesn't play as much. Yeah, Braun, I, I'd agree I'm a little bit more concerned about him. He's having some issues with his back. Um, obviously, we wanted to kind of monitors playing time throughout the year so that you would be fresh for this push down the stretch. Um, but I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so yeah, you're going to have to look for contributors from the other guys who aren't the big names. And we've seen Spanschenberg over the last couple of weeks throw down some bunts. Um, the Brewers don't bunt and they've been bunting <laughs> or at least Spanschenberg has, <laughs> um, but, I mean, the other guys are getting the job done. Perez, is he's swinging a much better bat. Yeah, he might not pick up three hits. even heck, He might not even pick up any multi-hit games, but he executes, he's been executing when we need him to, picking up the key hits. And, you know, obviously he can play anywhere on the defensive side. Um, so you don't have to be spectacular, but if we can be good situationally, um, that'll, that'll kind of be the difference. Um, and kind of how you can kind of combat Yelich being gone, if that makes any sense. I guess we will see. <laughs> we will, because, I mean, the Brewers haven't been good, especially with the runners in scoring position <laughs> all year. <laughs> um, but, man, this Cardinals series, it is it is the biggest series of the year, in all honesty. I mean... We take two games. We end up now we're two games back of the Central. We take all three, and we're one game back. We lose a series and we lose ground. I mean, there's a lot to, lot to give and a lot to lose here, um, with this series. And looking forward, the Cardinals are going to send forward uh, Adam Wainwright, uh, Flaherty, and Michael Waka. Um, so I kind of broke down how. Each of these starting pitchers have been doing this year and how they fared 
last time against the Brewers. So Wainwright has 4.16 ERA um, over the year. He pitched the Brewers twice in August, and he did not fare very well. In the first game, he went only five innings, giving up five earned runs. In the second game, only 3.2 innings, uh, giving up six hits and two earned runs. He had lots of problems with command, so he gave up seven walks throughout both outings, so a total of eight innings. Um, but then after that, after those starts against the Brewers, he's been pretty good. He's gone seven innings each of his last two starts after that. Um, so I think the key to this Cardinals series actually starts in game one. The Cardinals used a lot of bullpen pitchers today. Um, granted, they, a couple of them were situationally like one out here, two outs, um, but still, they got used. They had to throw warm-up pitches. Um, and the Brewers have had success against Wainwright, and we're going to want to dig into that Cardinals bullpen early in the series because they're obviously really good, so the earlier you can get to them, the better. Um, but they're, they got 12 guys in the bullpen currently, and I'd say eh, about seven of them have been really good all year. Six have ERAs below four, and... The only one that out of those seven above four is Andrew Miller, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> um, but I think that's just key. If we can get to some of their guys early, make them throw multiple innings or get them into high pitch counts and kind of fatigue them, tire them out, that way they can't utilize some some of their electric or high leverage guys later in the series, I think that'll be uh, good for the Brewers. Um do you have anything on what you're looking for in this series at all? Um, something that might give the Brewers an edge to winning? Um, I think as much as I was talking about kind of that Marlins pitching staff and how bad they were, um, I think if the Brewers come out offensively like they did in that series, um, Granted, there's not a ton of, like, explosions, but, you know, eight runs, then four, then seven, then three. That gives your pitching staff a chance, and I think that's what they need to do. They need to go out and put, you know, an average of three, four, five runs on the board in all of these games and just give themselves a chance. Um, and I think to do that offensively, I'd like to see that early in the game. Um, obviously that's what you want. You never want to be climbing the mountain all the time, as it seems like the Brewers have been doing all year. Um, but in that Marlins series, they were kind of always the first ones on the board, it felt like, and they were always getting first inning runs and all of that. So I think if the offense shows up the way it did in the Marlins series and they show up early, it kind of gets the pitching staff in the right frame of mind, you know, you can go in, just go in and do your job. Don't give up any runs. Try to pitch the best game you can and know that the offense is there for you if you do make mistakes. Yeah, the, the Brewers did score early. In the first inning against the Marlins, they scored in three of the games out of the four. And then the fourth game, they scored in the second inning. So pretty damn close. <laughs> so, yeah, I would agree. I'd definitely like to see that continue. And another reason why I think it's 
essential to get to the bullpen, especially in Friday night's game, is if you jump ahead to uh, the Sunday starter in Michael Waka for the Cardinals, um, he by far has the shortest leash of the Cardinals starters. Um, he's been pulled after two innings as of recently. <laughs> and the Brewers have seen him. They last saw him on the 20th, um, and he only went four innings during that game. Didn't give up any earned runs, but he had a really high pitch count. And in the National League, when your pitch count's high and your spot in the batting order comes up, you get pulled early. Um, and then since his starts against Milwaukee on the 20th, he's had four starts since then, and he's only gone past the fourth inning once. So, yeah, you get to the Cardinals' bullpen on Friday especially. Hopefully that continues into Saturday. And then all of a sudden you come into Sunday in a Michael Waka who – he can't have a short leash. He has to deliver for the Cardinals, and he hasn't shown the ability to do that recently. Um, so, yeah, even though on Saturday night we'll be seeing uh, Jack Flaherty, who was their opening day starter and has been pretty damn good against the Brewers and just about anyone he's faced all year, um, you have to have hope um, that the Brewers can at least deplete their bullpen a little bit um, before Saturday. Um, so, I don't know, anything else you have um, to branch off of that? Uh, I don't think so. All right. So, yeah, we talked about the bullpen a little bit. Um, Carlos Martinez is their closer, which is just weird to think about, for he started so many games uh, against the Brewers throughout his career. Um, but just to give you a list of uh, their guys, they have John Brebbia, Giovanni Gallegos, John Gant, Andrew Miller, Tyler Webb, and Daniel Ponce de Lone. And all of those guys, minus Miller, have ERAs under four, um, and they're all yeah, anywhere between 45 to almost 70 innings pitched. So they've been pretty reliable. Um, they obviously do have a couple other guys called up due to September. Um, so. Yeah, it'd be awesome if we could see some of those guys, those lesser names. Um, but on offense, we know what the Cardinals are. They're they're nothing special. Um, they besides they execute when they need to, and they play small ball. So you see lots of hit and runs, lots of steal attempts. Um, but it's a struggle for them to get batters on base. So when they do, that's why they put things in motion. Colton Wong's their best hitter, at least average wise, of two eighty one. They don't have a single player over 30 home runs. Goldschmidt currently stands at 29. Um, and then Tommy, Tommy Edmond, excuse me, um, is tied for the team lead in hits uh, post-All-Star break. So he might be one guy to watch out for, even though his batting average doesn't necessarily represent you know, a threat. Um, he's been brilliant um, since July started going. And then we know their defense is pretty damn good. So... Expect it to be a pitcher's duel. We're sending out Hauser, Lyles, and Anderson. Obviously, I feel pretty confident with Hauser and Lyles, and I had felt pretty confident with Anderson, but he's kind of been up and down his last few starts here. But, again, it's Craig Council. Um, he could get pulled really early if he finds himself into trouble. Um, but, yeah, this is this is an exciting time. It's We have meaningful baseball in September with 17 games to go. And despite Trevor's negativity and still doubting the team, you can't, you can't ask for anything more. I mean, to be in this position and have a chance still at winning the NL Central is incredible. Um, 
when you look at all the adversity the Brewers have had to overcome uh, this year. Anything else you have on the Cardinals series at all, Trevor? Biggest series of the year. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a really big series, but if they go on and play well in this, then the next series is going to be just as big because they have to keep winning if they want a chance to make it to the postseason. So I'm excited to watch them. Um, I do obviously want them to do good, and I hope that they do. And hopefully they prove me wrong, and hopefully they can make a nice run into the postseason and hopefully deep into the postseason. I agree. So I will, I will leave you for this food for thought that will uh, fuel your Cardinals' hatred um, going into this series. So the NL Central was formed in 1994, so we're on the 25th year of the NL Central being a thing, and the Brewers have won it twice, two times in 25 years. Cardinals have won it 10. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> so is the Brewers... This is what kind of the importance of you know not only making uh, back-to-back playoffs but winning the central means something. I mean, you want to you want to be like we. I want to have the reputation of the Cardinals eventually. I'm sure that's what the Brewers do. Like, oh, they always seem to win it, or you know, always seem to get in the playoffs. I mean, you want to be that scrappy team that does that, um, and the Brewers are definitely fighting for it this year. But. All I can say is enjoy it. Hopefully your blood pressure doesn't raise through the roof. Mine was a few times during this Marlins series, um, and it's only going to continue. So meditate in the meantime. Lower the blood pressure because it's just going to get elevated. And we will talk to you guys uh, after the Cardinals series, and hopefully I'm in just as a good mood, and hopefully we're only one game back of the division and we're ready to make this final push. But we will see. And in the meantime, I hope you all will keep on brew leaving. Peace out. Go Brewers. <laughs>